Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago sports betting. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Time every night I uh, find a way to squeeze in some sports betting conversations. So tonight we bring on Mike Roselli from BetChicago.com. Follow him on Twitter by his full name, at Michael Roselli. He's on the Alpamonte Ford hotline. Shop over 500 new and used vehicles at Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. Mike, uh, you're not a labor lawyer, are you? Because uh, Major League Baseball could use your help. <laughs> it sure can, Joe. How's it going? It's really great to be on with you. I really appreciate uh, the invite to come on tonight. No, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Also, really looking forward to Thursday and what starts uh, to go down at 10 a.m. when we uh, have the Illinois Gaming Board meeting for the first time uh, since back in January. But before we get to that meeting and what we expect to happen, uh, let's go back to last Thursday. We get the executive order from Governor Pritzker, and I, I had to re- read that thing a few times more because <laughs> it's not really my background. I, I'm not. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I just couldn't believe we were here. All, all the times after complaining about this in-person registration, and okay, now we're in a pandemic. We have a sports books, two sports books open in the state for one week. Everything gets shut down. Sports are starting to return slowly. PGA Tour in action uh, coming up later this week, but you can't bet on it because you can't go a ca- to a casino. And you can't even register in person. And then this executive order from Governor Pritzker is out. And, I, and I'm getting questions every 10 minutes about, okay, we got the executive order. How do I sign up and bet? It isn't that simple. So uh, what exactly are we waiting on at this juncture? Well, this is an interesting time right now. And it's, you know, for lack of a better term, it's desperate times call for desperate measures. And, I mean, Joe, just like three months ago from today, I mean, I remember meeting you on March 9th at at, uh, at Rivers Casino, and we had the launch of 
of Illinois sports betting that day, and there was so much excitement going on. And obviously, we know what happened that week. I actually haven't shaved since that day. I even <laughs> I, I told my fiance that I, I wasn't going to shave again until I could make another legal bet here in Illinois. And that was looking pretty dire for her for a while, but actually she was probably celebrating more last Thursday than anybody in Chicago with the executive orders because this is opening up. I mean, this is a critical juncture. It's opening up uh, the door to to mobile wagering. And, and Thursday, I think we're going to see that addressed at this at this meeting. Obviously, they have a lot of other stuff to to go over, a lot of administrative stuff, and and because um, they haven't had a meeting, you know, like you said, since January 30th, and they've they've canceled two of them already. So there's a lot to be discussed Thursday especially, you know, at the beginning, there's going to be a lot of more boring stuff, but there's going to be the potential there for some, for some uh, fireworks. That's for sure. And, and right now this is such a crazy and important time for Illinois sports betting, just because you and I both know um, the in-person registration requirement was, was one of the aspects of this, of the bill that they passed last June that, that, uh, that we thought was, was most problematic with the bill. And now, you know, with the pandemic going on, this, with one fell swoop, this could be a, a complete uh, change in, in the direction of Illinois sports betting. Oh, Mike, I was getting a little concerned because I saw on the IGB website that they took that press release down on Friday afternoon. Then they posted another version on Monday. Um, right. So as, as far as this executive order, now we're going to go back to in-person registration if you don't get registered on your mobile phone during the pandemic, right? When it's over, we're going back to those set of rules? Right. So there was a little bit of confusion there last week because I know the IGB came out with that statement that you were, I think you referenced there, you know, saying that there was a little bit of confusion in terms of the term of this of this executive order. And the executive order itself takes precedence. So according to that, at the very, you know, at the very beginning, it says throughout the duration of, of uh, the gubernatorial, I forget the exact uh, the exact yes. wording of it, but it was, you know, during the duration of the pandemic, essentially. And in the IGB statement released last Friday, it said until the first master sports wagering license um, is is granted. So there's a little bit of confusion there, but the executive order uh, definitely you know, holds precedent over anything else. So, so, but there's still gray area there too because we don't know how long this pandemic is going to last. Even today, we saw, you know, like Lollapalooza and a lot of the other summer festivals get canceled, and and it's, you know, we we can't project when casinos are going to open back up and, and i feel like illinois is in a situation right now that they're realizing you know casinos may open may or may not open up soon but even if they do are people going to feel comfortable going to them in the same numbers you know with the same confidence that they've been going in the past and mm-hmm. and obviously they have to react accordingly because sports are starting back up soon late july and and uh people are going to be looking to to make bets but as the law stands right now they can't go make bets so Something's got to change here, and then there's going to be some people that aren't the biggest fan of it, but um, but it's, it looks like it's the direction we're going for the time being. With Mike Roselli, writer, legal analyst for Bet Chicago, uh, make sure you check out some of his work. Follow him on Twitter by his full name, at Michael Roselli. Uh, so, so let's go over this agenda. This came out last night, actually, the agenda for Thursday's IGB meeting. It, it, it appears that we're going to have to wait a little bit before we get to the fun stuff that we're interested in, in the sports wagering. But uh, there's this massive uh, section on all of the different casinos before the sports wagering part. So uh, from what you can gather, what's this all about? Well, basically in a nutshell, since they've been backlogged for two years, or sorry, not two years, for two months now, 
Um, sorry, not too much. It's been since January, so we're talking mm-hmm. almost half a year now since they've had a meeting. There's a lot of backlog in terms of administrative stuff that's got to get done, people that have to get approved. Obviously, two casinos already have their temporary uh, licenses, and but there's a whole host of people. I mean, any every aspect of of sports betting is is especially in Illinois with the red tape. You know, it's you, you have to go through a, a very stringent licensing process. Uh, even individuals who are you know who are involved in, in these casinos making um, important decisions, they have to be vetted and, um, and and investigated, and and so that that whole process has to take place as well. And I think that's going to take up a lot of the time as, as well on Thursday. You're, you're vetting through all these individuals uh, who are involved with these companies and who are hoping to to get their license soon. Do you think we'll get an announcement about mobile betting in state on Thursday? I I want to believe that we get some sort of clarity or announcement. I, I don't want to, um, you know, speculate too much just because I haven't heard anything that's that, that would confirm that to be more likely. Or, um, but obviously we've had our our fingers on the pulse here of what's going on, and and I think everything is kind of lining up that way. You know, because last week we had um, the emergency rules with with co-branding, um, and then uh, of course Pritzker's executive order on late in the day on Thursday. It's all kind of setting up. You know, when you're when you're looking at it from, you know, like from from above ground, from a, from a higher, uh, a wider view, you can kind of see this coming. You know, this situation where where they're going to be granting online licenses, and we're going to we're going to have a rush to the market soon enough, and and you might see some other players, you know, get uh, enter the space. Um, I mean, the stage is set definitely for some more established brands to to enter the space and and uh, and hit the ground running. So uh, under the sports wagering section. They, they list all seven casinos in the state that have already applied for a sports betting license. We have three existing casinos, according to the IGB website, that three of the ten have not. Seven have. Is there, and, and they list all seven, like I mentioned. So is there a possibility that we're going to have movement with all seven of these casinos getting closer to uh, a sports book there? I mean, at this point, nothing would surprise me just because given the state of things, we, you know, we're seeing sports you know, about to make their comeback. Obviously, PGA is coming back this weekend. At the end of July, we'll look at a, you know, a potential NBA return. We're looking at NHL and, and not far down the line, the NFL will be back. And there's something's got to be done if people aren't going to casinos. I, I could totally see a situation where, where, where different um, companies right now across the state are, are making their moves, especially as a result of the executive order to um, to act accordingly and, to, and to, to get moving and get those licenses and get people betting here because you know the sky's the limit here in Illinois as we know in other states that, that have really figured this out and and, uh, and and don't have an in-person registration requirement you're seeing 80 to 90 percent of their of their handle come through mobile wagering and and we're here in Illinois obviously with Chicago you know what it's like out in Vegas how much action the Chicago Cubs and the, the Chicago Bears and, and obviously the Blackhawks how much action they get out there so just, I think there's a huge opportunity here, and, and people are seizing on that chance to to get online, get people to download their apps, and and uh, and get moving because the sky's the limit here in Illinois, as we know. Yeah, and and if you bet at all, there'd be no reason not to download all the apps before the pandemic sets back. No, right it's over. And then, and once then, you're then, once you're on, yeah. that's it. You know, that's yeah. once you have your account set up, they can't go back. So, I mean, I I know our generation, <laughs> speaking for myself here, but like. We're, we're pretty lazy. We don't want to go, and that, that's a huge issue with this. And I know you weren't a big fan of the of the in-person registration requirement as well. That was 
that was a huge barrier to getting, especially the younger people involved, especially when they could just sit on their couch and access offshore websites or, you know, their other means to bet, you know, there's not as much of a, of a desire to go get up and actually go register in person. But when you can do it from your couch now moving forward here at Illinois, I mean, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be signing up on all of them. I don't know about you, but it's a great opportunity. Oh, yeah. 100 <laughs> percent uh so all seven casinos that have applied they will be addressed here at this meeting on thursday but what we don't see are the three racetracks that have applied for licenses why do you think uh, we don't see anything about the tracks you know that could mean a lot of things it could mean that they're in talks right now uh, with with other uh, entities who might be looking to um i mean I, as you know the, the year and a half um a penalty box provision of the of the law you know that was written obviously passed last year that's I, I, if i'm a fan or a DraftKings, i don't know if i'm going to be uh, waiting out that whole year and a half i might be looking for another avenue to get inside this market earlier um and and you could be looking at a situation where they're they're talking you know bigger companies like that and i'm not speaking from any knowledge here i don't know but you know sure. they're exploring that option of, of maybe partnering up with an existing racetrack and then obviously we have the the sports um the stadium venues as well down the line too. So there's a lot of opportunities to enter the market if you're if you're a company doing business in another state. Yeah, and and what we've been seeing throughout the entire country, and then if you look on the IGB site uh, under the management services provider applicants, you see Betfair doing business as Fanduel. They applied on February fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see also Crown Illinois Gaming doing business as DraftKings. They right, applied, established names. Yeah, they, they applied back in April. So, so Mike, if we fast forward uh, to the football season or even the end of the year, uh, would you bet that FanDuel and DraftKings will be operating in Illinois? By football season, it's tough. I mean, if I'm getting minus 110 on either side, I'm, I'm probably going <laughs> to take, yes. <laughs> take yes on that, actually. But, um, but just because of, of the, you know, if you asked me a week ago, I would have had to lay a pretty heavy price on, on the uh, on the no there, but but obviously you know the situation has shifted. I think my answer could even change again after Thursday's meeting, but the stage is set. So I mean, I, I would I would think that there's going to be some kind of way where you, you're you're able to bet on these these established brands. You know, maybe not by the start of football season, but at some point this year, I would certainly not be surprised at all. Yeah, the the co-branding, a good point that you made earlier. And, and then you it's starting to it's all starting to form right so right. we think we think there's going to be a Fandle book here we think there's going to be a DraftKings there will be a pen book which may be uh maybe Barstool sports book there's going to be points bet mm-hmm. there's going to be Will Hill a, a lot of the big players are going to be in state and, and I'm wondering if if we're going to see Caesars are we going to see Fox bet or some of these other ones out here yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally the table set, and everyone wants a piece of this pie just because Illinois, I mean, especially without an in-person registration requirement, you're looking at a situation where Illinois could be leading all states in total handle by the end of the year. And and, and you saw it with I – mean, wow. it's not going to take a, that much to get that done, too, just because of the sheer size of Chicago. I mean, obviously you see what New Jersey's doing and some of these other – jurisdictions like Colorado obviously just launched on May May 1st and and they they don't have any in-person registration requirements there and you're going to see that that uh, market take off as well because you know you're, you're seeing deals get signed on a seemingly day-by-day basis and there's a lot of players in that market 
when you have a situation like that, you it's good for us, the consumers, the betters, because there's more competition, there's more innovation, there's more competitive pricing. We could shop around, find the best price. And as betters, especially here in Chicago, learn more about price discovery and and uh, and really learn more about the ins and outs of sports betting. I think having more options at their disposal is only going to be good for betters. And as a result, it's going to be better for the state too. We're going to see more state revenue coming in because there's more competition. People are going to be keeping their business above board here in Illinois and not taking it over offshore as much. And, and when you have a situation like that, it's easier to, to, to monitor the betting action and, and monitor um, irregular uh, data, uh, betting patterns and keep all the betting above board. So it's better for integrity as well, the integrity of the games themselves. So it's literally a home run across the board for betters, for state revenue and, and for the integrity of the game. So, so now it's a year later after this bill was passed and I'd say on a national scale, people that really follow this industry, they didn't care for the Illinois um, package that was passed. But now we're sitting here with this executive order, and we think we're going to be able to get around the in-person registration. And we think FanDuel and DraftKings are going to get around the penalty box. So with all that said, is the Illinois that bad? The bill that bad? Well, I mean, when you consider all that, the, the, it's there's still some parts that I'm not the biggest fan of. Obviously, the the use, the mandatory use of, of um, official league data to settle tier two wagers was a big issue that I have with, with the law last year because they borrowed. Hey, I mean, can you, can you explain that for the past. audience? I'm sorry. Can you explain that for the audience, Mike? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So basically tier two wagers, tier one wagers is like your standard side and total tier two would be, you know, your, your player props or your, you know, any, your, your first half total, like anything that's not your typical bet. And, and the Illinois law, the way it's written, the way, the way it was passed last year, uh, requires official use of official league data uh, to settle those types of Tier 2 wagers. And, and Tennessee was the first state to pass um, a law with, with, that, um, with that aspect of the law within, within the legislation itself. But interestingly, Tennessee hasn't even gone live yet because no one wants to operate there, and, uh, among other reasons. But <laughs> Illinois seemingly just stole from that and uh, – and we haven't seen it really uh, come into effect yet, but I, you know that that's problematic to say the least. That aspect. But besides that, I mean, the Illinois bill is very unique. I mean, obviously, the we're the first state to, um, or one of the first states to to carve out um, uh, sports facilities to actually operate as well on their premises. And as you know, you know, the, you could eventually have a situation where you're betting at, at Wrigley Field or the United Center, and you can access the app to bet on or access your, uh, your phone to bet on their app within a five-block radius of, of the facility. So that's, that's an aspect of the bill that's, that's very unique. So there, there's good and bad. I think the bad's still pretty bad, but the, probably the worst aspect of the bill uh, was the in-person registration requirement. And now you know, we're looking at that at least not, or temporarily not being a thing anymore. Uh, Mike, last thing I have for you, and I don't know if you follow this as closely, but uh, a few weeks ago after uh, the, during the holiday weekend, we get word – that it was a big win for Mayor Lightfoot, and we're, we're getting a, a step closer to the Chicago Casino, a, a bit of a tax break there. <laughs> and then the big question is, <laughs> where are they going to put this thing? Like, there, is, there are people celebrating, people so excited. All right, we're getting a Chicago Casino. I'm like, guys, we were always getting the Chicago Casino. It was going to happen one way or another. But now <laughs> here comes the real fight. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one for a while. So buckle up, especially, you know, living in Chicago, you know how things work, you know, it's uh-huh. uh, 
probably going to take a while and um, probably going to be seeing a lot of arguing from a bunch of different sides who all want their hands in the cookie jar somehow. So, um, man, your guess is as good as mine right now when and where that will be um, for selfish reasons. I hope it's, it's a little closer to wherever I'm living. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting times to say the least. And obviously the, the pandemic right now is, um, is changing the discussions a little bit too at the, at the moment. All right, good stuff, Mike. I'm going to be bugging you on Thursday as, uh, as news continues to break during that meeting. Absolutely. Yeah, please do. I'm actually getting away to Michigan. My, my uh, fiance and I were supposed to get married this weekend, believe it or not. So I'm with this quarantine beard I have going on. She's, she's, <laughs> she's, she's given, we actually ended up uh, moving the wedding a whole year and she's a whole 12 months now to, oh. to decide if she made a terrible bet. I don't know. She <laughs> might be looking to, to get out of that bet for sure. You got, so when did you guys cancel everything? When did you realize? We, we canceled it actually now? like in mid-March, like when the writing was on the wall. Um, so like we had like right around that time, right after everything kind of hit the fan and, and, uh, you know, I, I felt more bad for the people that have weddings later in the summer that, you know, maybe could hold out some hope. But for us, you know, it was pretty clear at that time that we would not be able to have the wedding we were, we were trying to have. So, so, uh, postpone that and she's got 12 months now to figure out if she made a mistake. <laughs> Is everybody kind of cool with that? Like, were you able to cancel everything and get all your money back? You know, we were for the most, all of our vendors were good for the most part. I mean, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but our trolley company may or may not be trying to slam us with an extra two hundred bucks. But uh-huh. uh, I'm not gonna. I, I haven't battled that one out yet with them, but we'll we'll see how it's going. But yeah, it's it's all good for me as long as she's still sticking around with me. <laughs> I'm sure she will. Uh, uh, Mike, enjoy the talk. Uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right, Joe. Thanks for bringing me on. Yep, Mike Roselli, BetChicago.com. Follow him on Twitter at Michael Roselli. He's a Chicago-based attorney, and uh, he's a writer and legal analyst for BetChicago. And by the way, he's also he also hosts the Doggy Juice podcast, so check that out. I'm sure you can subscribe to however you uh, find all of your podcasts. Joe Osho, Sports Radio 670, The Score, 9 o'clock hour. Got some fun interviews planned for Score Rewind. But uh, coming up next, I want to go back to... Back to a conversation I had last night, and we're looking at the MLB draft tomorrow. Cubs picking 16th. So I I checked in with a guest of ours, asked him for his guy. Who is your guy for the Cubs at 16 tomorrow night? I'll share his answer next. You've got 670, the score in the radio.com app. All right, 9 o'clock, we've got Score Rewind coming up. Uh, last night, I had a conversation with Michael Cerami from BleacherNation.com. I had a lot of their guys on lately. It's, uh, they're, they're pumping out some great content over there, all kinds of sports. They used to just do a lot of Cubs. Now they're covering every team. they they got a lot of good uh, Bear stuff, Bull stuff as well. But uh, last night, my conversation with Cerami, we're, we're talking about the Cubs and how we're frustrated with Major League Baseball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.